Welcome to the Wise Cast by Sundaram Mutual. Welcome to Sundaram Mutual series Funds in Focus. In this series, we speak to fund managers and ask them questions about the fund they manage. Our fund in focus today is Sundaram Balanced Advantage Fund, and we have Bharat here with us. Welcome, Bharat. It's a pleasure to have you on this series. So we have a few questions for you on the fund. And uh, Bharat here is our head of research and our senior fund manager. So, are you ready, Bharat? Should we get started? Sure. So, the first question to you, Bharat. What are banks advantage funds, and why are they also called dynamic asset allocation funds? So, uh, thanks for this opportunity. Uh, balance advantage funds are, in a way, a category of hybrid funds which straddle themselves between equities and debt, and this is done based on a well-tested framework. So the reason why they are called dynamic asset allocation funds is that they move or have the flexibility to move between equities and debt using a framework which has run through the past cycles in history. So in a way, it's, it's something where it's it's a scientific way of straddling between equities and debt. And over the years, we've seen this asset class also bring in newer vehicles like REITs, INVITS, and uh, some more to come in the years. So, from that perspective, I think BAF as a category is something where one should look at it as an asset allocation product which moves between equities and fixed income in a scientific fashion. And this scientific fashion is uh, predetermined by a. Uh... So, in terms of framework, for example, at Sundram, so we have a, a internal framework where we marry the market actions with fundamentals using a price earnings methodology. So, using this methodology, we figure out in terms of where the allocations need to be for this product in terms of the So the framework essentially tries to figure out which are the points in market or what are the market actions which will lead to this product, booking profits when markets are euphoric and entering at a time when this balance in the market. So essentially it tries to take away the bias of a fund manager or the product manager and position the allocation based on how the fundamentals behave vis-a-vis the market actions. So when the PEs expand ahead of the fundamentals, so when we see the prices moving up ahead of the fundamentals, the product would force the fund manager to take profits out and reduce equity allocations. And likewise, when there is panic for various reasons in the market, it would force the fund manager to increase equity allocations when the fundamentals are in that. So in a way, it takes out the biases and adjusts the equity allocation purely based on how the earnings are behaving. So the crux of this is that market returns always mirror the earnings growth. So if the earnings is reflected by way of P in a, in a way that it mirrors the pessimism or optimism, the equity allocation has to shift accordingly. So we have a methodology which cuts the P across cycles into various bands and depending on the market valuations stack up, the equity allocations are managed in. So how often do you adjust the equity portion of the portfolio and you know considering the current market volatility that we just had, how much exposure do you have to equities right now and how has this changed in the last one year? Yeah, so from a rebalancing perspective, we have a monthly rebalancing. There's always a trade-off between how frequently one rebalances versus the expected outcome because equities and most of the positioning is long term. So that is a cost attached if one has to have a, a daily rebalancing. So over here, what we do is that we look at uh, how the valuations have stacked up for the broader market for the previous month 
and plug it into the framework that we have, the image framework. And depending on what allocation it throws up in terms of indicative allocation for the incoming period, the allocations are adjusted accordingly into the incoming month. So it is a process where uh, clearly it looks into the market action of the previous month and use it as a input for looking at the equity allocations for the next month. And over here again, what we try to do is that uh, we intendedly kept it monthly because we have earnings season as one large event for investors off late and uh, this is something where the volatility has been quite high off late when you look at the way markets react, uh, especially for the earnings trend. But having this process ingrained in terms of monthly rebalancing, it forces the active fund manager to invest in the chosen set of stocks uh, if the allocation were to move up as per the framework. So irrespective of whether there is an earnings surprise materializing or not, the price points are captured when these allocations are made using the rebalancing framework. And second important point is over the last nine months, we've seen a phase where markets have been moving up the early part of uh, FY22 and then we've had a very consolidating phase now. Uh, if you look at our allocations, we've been broadly ranging around the 45% handle till as early as uh, March of this year and uh, uh, incrementally we've been nudging up our equities towards a 50% mark uh, as needed in the framework. And the idea is that there's a time where we're starting to sense some bit of uh, fear or panic setting in post the recent crisis, but at the same time we are still seeing the earnings print not reflecting any signs of weakness at this point of time. So from that perspective, the equity model is still forcing us to be invested and not just for equity exposure from a product perspective. And lastly, from stock selection again, this product is all about managing risk at the end of the day. So the idea is to have positioning in stocks where we believe that Evaluations play a large role when it comes to making a final choice. So there's always a balance between growth and what price we pay as an investor. Mm -hmm. So the choice of stocks in this part is always about looking at stocks which follow into a six-pillar framework that we have in terms of stock selection and at the same time make sure that there is a fair amount of margin of safety when we have personal exposure created in the stock. So to be very precise, I think this monthly rebalancing is something where the allocations move up and down, but within that the stocks will be having uh, clear eyes on the valuations where they are at a constant and we also have a balancing between the large, mid and small caps using the benchmarks where it gives an indication of how large caps are trading these are mid and small caps. So there is a part of the uh, allocation decision which moves between large caps and mid caps depending on how the premiums or discounts behave between these two cap curves. This is again a function of how investors are exhibiting greed and fear in these cycles of market. So, uh, the positioning again over here for us would be more towards large cap when we see excesses building up in the mid cap and vice versa during uh, the other way around. As a product, we have the flexibility to move between 65 to 100 percent in large caps. Okay. Within the that, That's great. Uh, so, how do you use derivatives in this one? Yeah, so uh, this product is a flexible product. Equities has the range of 30 to 90% of when I say 100% then we have uh, say a COVID like even. But since it comes under the tag of equity as a product, mm -hmm. the investors exposed to equity taxation, we need to be at gross equity 65%. So while the model might throw up a 40% equity or 30% equity, we use arbitrage as a category mm -hmm. 
to get ourselves to situate this in. For starters, arbitrage is fully HTTP positions, uh, where the returns typically mirror somewhere on the repo rates, which are indicative of the cost of capital. So, from derivatives, I think the clear application is more towards arbitrage. And nifty derivatives are used at points of time where we believe you know, we need to have some hedge against the underlying. So, these are two areas where derivatives are used. The additional instruments outside derivatives, what we use are the new ones which have been listed as the REITs and inbits as a category. It's an emerging area, we are still yet to see a large opening of uh, instruments here, but uh, from an uh, investor perspective, it gives an exposure to the investor to a, a quasi debt like instrument with a fixed annual income coming out of it. So, that would be the other area where we can increase the exposure. So, we talked about the fund, but you know, why should this fund be a part of an investor's portfolio? So, from an individual perspective, the normal questions which one grapple is with uh, on the market is when to invest, how much to invest, and where to invest. So, the first two questions get tackled by this product in terms of when to invest and how much to invest. And this is where the PE framework gives the scientific confidence on where the money is getting in in terms of equities, at what point of time, and whether it's increasing or decreasing. And the stock selection part of it comes from the active fund management. So, as Sundaram in the past, we've been uh, proving ourselves in terms of stock selection across capitals, and that comes in handy, especially at times when one looks at equities. But within equities, one has to make the decision in terms of growth at reasonable price. Mm -hmm. So, active fund management is more towards stock selection, whereas the product is more towards taking care of the market timing risk and the allocation risk as to how much we need to. The beauty of this product is that in volatile markets, mm -hmm helps the investor cap his product. So, a classic example I can give you. Over the last seven months where we've seen valuations expand, there was always this feel that earnings need to catch up to the pace at which uh, valuations were expanding. So, it forced the product to have equity allocations around the 45% handle. Mm -hmm. And at times when the market is starting to turn fearful, we are slowly consuming it. So, it has the ability to book profits when we are seeing excesses happen in the market. And there is always this action which is again forcing us to get back into equities when valuations turn attractive. So the drawdown which an investor normally has in a downside or a concentrating phase is cap. Apart from this uh, tax efficiency which he has when he exposes himself to this product. So clearly if an investor has to have a part of his portfolio towards asset allocation as a category, this is one product which fits into all the checkboxes in terms of taking care of timing risk, stock selection risk. And in terms of having more drawdowns in various market segments. Yeah, it's, it's nice to check all those boxes because that's what we want. Uh, thank you so much, Harit, for taking the time out to answer these questions. It's been a pleasure having you on the series. Great, thank you. Wisecast is a podcast initiative by Sundaram Mutual. We hope you like listening to us as much as we love presenting it to you. Stay tuned to the Wisecast to learn more about the world of mutual funds and investing. Mutual fund investments are subject to market risks. Read all scheme-related documents carefully.